Welcome to Matters of the Heart podcast with Rashonda, Sunday Thoughts episode edition. Sunday Thoughts are stories I've experienced in life, and I relate those stories to God's Word in a way where you can understand. It's never about preaching, but a discovery in trying to find God's voice and pick up a few lessons to be learned in our daily lives. This Sunday, let's take time to reflect and think about those experiences. God's messages are often hidden in plain sight in everything that happens to us, whether good or bad. Welcome to the Matters of the Heart with Rashonda, where we explore topics of inspiration, motivation, wellness, and inner peace. I'm your host, Rashonda, of course, and I'm excited to share my experience, advice, and knowledge to help us all improve our lives and continue learning. This is a positive and uplifting space, and I guarantee that every episode will leave you feeling empowered and inspired. So sit back, relax, and let's dive into this Sunday's Matters of the Heart episode. Let me ask you a question. Do you give way more than you receive? I once had a close friend ask me, do you ever get back what you give to people? And honestly, I had to think about it for a moment. I said, no, most of the time I don't. Not even from the people that I would expect to give back. Later on in the day, I looked up and this individual had gone to the store and got me an Arizona tea, Mucho Mango, which at the time was one of my favorite drinks. And I believe a candy bar. I can't think of what it was, but it was my favorite too. When I asked, why did they do that? They simply said, I wanted you to know what it felt like to actually receive something unexpected. Honestly, this made me feel a little funny because I had pouted in times past when people didn't do for me as I'd done for them. But when you get it back unexpectedly, it hits differently. So today's episode is entitled, When You Give More, Receive Less, and Pout About It. Okay? (laughs) When you give more, receive less, and pout about it. Was there ever a time in your life when you felt like you were on the giving end, but for some reason, when it came to the receiving end, it was like you heard crickets? Yeah, no one was there to give you back what you gave in. I have a story to tell you about this. This happened to me some time ago, as well as a few tips. So go grab your tea or coffee and let me share my thought with you today. Stay tuned. About five years ago, I remember waking up in the middle of the night crying my eyeballs out. I was so emotional, and for some reason or another, that week just seemed to be a roller coaster ride of them all because I was feeling some type of way about something that I honestly couldn't control. Ever been there? <laughs> Upon arriving to work later that morning, no one would have ever guessed or imagined that I had that bout of sadness. I guess it's because I'm so used to trying to be the smile or the light for others to see. But what happens when I need a smile or a light and no one's there to give it back to you? 
right? What happens when I expect, E-X-P-E-C-T, okay, capitalize, people to do things for me because I was loyal in doing something for them? Is it wrong for me to expect that same loyalty back in return? What happens when you don't get it? Have you ever gone above and beyond to do good for someone but found yourself not getting that same dedication back in return? Let me just say I've been there more times than I like to admit, and I found myself literally having a pity party over it. I wanted people to put the same heart, time, and effort into doing it for me as I did it for them. However, my hopes, dreams, and fantasies of wanting this to be were not so. You know, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. Matthew 7 and 12. I can't tell you how long I've misunderstood this verse because in my mind, I was doing for others with the anticipation that they would and should, let me be transparent and honest here, do it to me. All right. I mean, look at what I was doing or had done for them. But God gave me a revelation of that scripture in my pouty breakdown that night. And it goes like this. Do for others the way you yourself would like to be treated and handled. Be the light. I'm going to say that again. Do for others the way you yourself would like to be treated and handled. Be the light. That's how you must conduct your business when it comes to someone else. Does that make sense? It's not about what people can do for you in return because of what you did for them. It's more about how you would like to overall see people treated because in doing so, we're actually displaying God's love in which was a free for all who wanted it. I mean, look at it this way. Jesus had 12 disciples, right? Who were supposed to have his back, right? Just because they were walking with someone who was perfect didn't mean that they were. They all let Jesus down big time. Peter loved him and denied him, so much so that he went into a curse and fit. Judas betrayed him and felt bad later, so much so he hung himself. Matthew was a cheater and no telling what hurts, habits, and hangups the others had. You know, everything wasn't written in scripture, okay? And you know the saddest thing of it all? When Jesus needed them the most, they slept on him. (laughs) Here he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, bawling his eyes out and sweating up a storm, okay? Because he knew he was about to die. And I I can't say that I can only imagine the pain. No, none of us would ever probably know or even kind of come close to knowing what that was like or what that felt like for him or what he was actually going through or what he was feeling at the time. The agony, the factor of just wanting someone to comfort him and no one was available. (laughs) Even after all the things he had done, the people he had helped, and the miracles he had performed, in the end, when he needed someone the most, no one was there but his heavenly father. Does this remind you of some of the people you deal with today? Friends, family, co-workers, acquaintances, and so forth. 
So you might ask, well, what does all this mean? It means that everyone's not going to be there for us or have our backs. If Jesus experienced it and got over it, so can we. Stay tuned. My mother used to say, it's not what they do to you, it's what you do to them. <laughs> Greater is he that's within us than he that's within the world. And that's in 1 John 4 and 4. I don't know if you've experienced any of this before, but I just want you to know that even in my dreadful moments, God was there and he dried my tears away. I know it's hard sometimes to think on the positive side when you're feeling down, but when God brought to my mind what he had been through with his own friends, it made me realize that I wasn't alone. So I know this is a Sunday Thought episode, but I want to provide you with a few tips that I hope will help you thrive and not dive into despair. Tip number one, reevaluate your expectations. If you're feeling resentful about not getting enough in return for what you give, it may be time to reevaluate your expectations. Are you realistic? Are they clear to others? Okay. Communicating your needs and expectations can help ensure that they are met. So reevaluate your expectations. You know, sometimes people give and they expect in return. And I think if you have that spirit of expectancy, okay, on you, like, hey, I'm giving you this bag of groceries and when I need you, I you, I expect you to be there for me. I think in, we need to just scale back. In other words, let me just say it like this. If you give somebody a hundred dollars, <laughs> know that that person is going to give you the $100 back, okay? Don't give more. So if you're expecting to get $100 back, then you might not want to give $100 because it's a possibility that you may not even get it back. <laughs> so you need to reevaluate your situation, okay? I'm not going to give more. I had to tell somebody um, one time before, this was a family member, I don't give out no more than $25, okay? I'm not going to miss $25 you know, and whatever. Yeah, I can think of, you know, that can probably put my gas hand at probably half a tank, but $25 is okay. Anything over that? Mm -mm. No, because I'm going to expect that back, right? So we have to reevaluate our expectations, okay? Think about your expectations, especially if you're the type of person that wants to get back what you give. Not a lot of people don't, but it depends on what you're giving. Then reevaluate that. Um, look, are you? Do you feel like you're gonna get it back? Because if not, then don't do it. <laughs> Simple as that. Tip number two: practice gratitude. Focus on what you do rather than what you don't have can help shift your perspective and make you feel more content. Take time to appreciate the people and things in your life that brings you joy and fulfillment. And this right here can kind of get us kind of, um, for lack of a better word, discombobulated all over the place because we focus on the people that we've done things for and to, right? Good things, you know, went out of our way. I mean, we went... We went A to Z for them. 
And then when we need something, we expect to turn around and for those same people to go A to Z for us. And that may not be so. It may not even be them. It may not even be their spirit or their character. This is the reason why we need to get to know the people, as they say, that labor among us, <laughs> that's in our circles. Get to know them for who they really are. But they may not be that type of person to do all that for you. And if they don't go to A to Z for you, then that's going to leave you frustrated. We can get so sidetracked because we're so focused on them and what they didn't do. And then here it is, you got somebody over here that's, that's doing a lot of things. They may not be doing A to Z, but honey, they, they definitely going more than half the way. So, you know, we can kind of, we need to shift our focus a little bit and just focus on the things and the people that are doing something, even if it's not to the extreme of what you do, but focus on people that are doing something that is given to you, okay, and that's giving you a little something back. They're not leaving you completely dry. So it's about shifting focus and just practicing gratitude about the people that are doing something. Uh, tip number three, set boundaries. Listen, giving can be wonderful. It can be so wonderful, but it's important to know your limits. Setting boundaries can help prevent burnout and ensure that you have enough time, energy, and money, okay, for yourself. Saying no to requests or delegating tasks to others can also help balance your workload. This would get me all the time because I never set boundaries. Never set boundaries. You know, I, if a person asked me to do something, I would do it and I would go to the extreme and do it. Okay, and a lot of times I wouldn't necessarily have the resources to even complete the task. So I will find myself borrowing resources from others just so I can make sure that I do what this person has asked. Why? Because I wanted to appear loyal. <laughs> you know, I wanted them to feel like they can trust me. You know, I wanted them to feel like, hey, you know, I go to her, she gets it done. You know, that type of thing. But I need to set boundaries. You need to set boundaries. Okay? If you don't have it, you just don't have it. I used to feel bad about telling people that I didn't have it. You know, because I felt like that made me appear weak. But if I ain't got it, I ain't got it. <laughs> you know, you ask me for $10, listen, if I ain't got it, I ain't got it. But I was the type of person that if I didn't have it, I'm going asking everybody in the world if they got $10 borrowing from them, you know, just so I can make sure that I give to the person that asked me. No, if I ain't got it, I ain't got it. If I can't do it, I can't do it. Okay, it's just simple as that. Know when to set boundaries. And don't worry about people looking at you funny or not liking you or talking about you. Baby, they talked about Jesus Christ. They're going to talk about you whether you do something for them or not. Okay, whether you good and you go A to Z, they're going to talk about you. If you don't go to A to Z, they still going to talk about you. Either way, you're going to get talked about. <laughs> so, you know, whatever. <laughs> so you might as well just set your little boundaries, okay? Tip number four, shift your focus from receiving to giving, okay? Um, and what I mean by this is, in other words, we always give to the people that family, friends, even our kids, you know, and people we don't even know. We focus on giving to them, but we need to, this goes back to shifting our focus. Instead of focusing on what you're not receiving, focus on what you can give. Generosity has a way of attracting abundance. And by giving more, you may find that you receive more in return. 
Plus, the act of giving can be incredibly fulfilling and make you feel good about yourself. So try to find ways to give back to others, whether it's through volunteering, donating to a charity, or simply offering a kind word to someone who needs it. Volunteering and donating to a charity are great gift givers. <laughs> okay, you know, this takes the focus off of you giving to family and friends and people that you know, ain't gonna ever pay you back or care what you do. And to people that, you know, care about what you do. They, you know, you're volunteering, you donating, you know that it's going to a good cause. You know what I mean? It's not gonna be wasted, all right? You, you can see where your money go to, all right? So hopefully that all makes sense and hopefully you got something um, out of those tips and you know, quit, you know, and I'm going to say this, take your hand away from around people's neck. Okay. People don't owe us anything. You know, if you give, you give freely. Okay. And if you can't afford to give freely, don't give at all. But when you give, don't hold people by the neck, choking the life out of them because you expecting something back in return. You know, take your hands off their neck. You know, just, hey, if you give, amen, okay. If you don't ever give it back, it's okay. Now, what you learn from that is, I know not to do it again, <laughs> okay? What they say, fool me once, it's on me. Fool me twice, okay, it's on you. But I know not to do it again. I know to set some boundaries. You know, I know to set some things in place with you, and we just keep on moving, all right? But take you, I just feel that, like, in my spirit. Take your hand from around people's neck. You know, it's okay. They don't do it to you. Listen to what I said about shifting your focus. Generosity has a way of attracting abundance. And it may not even come back in the form of, you know, what you gave out. It may come in the form of something totally different that you did not even expect. Maybe something that you've been praying for. Maybe something that you've been asking for. Maybe something that you've been desiring. You know, you looking for it to come from the east and honey, it may come all the way from the south. So it's about opening your mind, opening your heart to uh, attract abundance, but not so much from the people that you choking out, <laughs> but from other places, you know, from other things, from other people. It may come from way over on the other side of the world. So you never know how abundance may, you know, um, run you down just to give you back what you have put into someone else. So, you know, so that's it. <laughs> that's all the time I have for today. Listen, if you like episodes like this, share them with people you like and love. And don't forget to subscribe and rate the podcast on your favorite podcast stations. It helps the station get noticed by others who may also like or love this kind of content. Listen, next Thursday, next Thursday, I'm going to share another episode reading of Yolanda and I's new book, My Husband Chose to Homebreaker Over Me, Now What? I'm going to talk about the dreaded D word, the D word, ugh, divorce, <laughs> which is a little reading snippet of chapter 17. Did someone say the D word, the hardships of divorce? I'll be sharing my story on this subject as well as offer some tips on characteristics 
you should be looking for in your next relationship. So you don't want to miss that. So stay tuned. And until that time, be blessed. Talk to you soon. That was it for today's episode. I hope you were inspired and feel positive vibes whenever you spend some time with me, Rashonda, and the Matters of the Heart podcast. Thank you for tuning in. And don't forget to join me next time as we dive deeper into our spiritual, mental, and physical journey. You can follow Matters of the Heart podcast on Facebook to stay tuned for what's coming next. Feel free to share the episodes while you're here. Also, stay with me by subscribing wherever your favorite music and podcast stations reside. And as always, watch your heart because its actions will follow. Thank you for listening.